1: Last Sunday we we were taught that it's a new year, so it's expected that we have expectations and we have um, a beautiful and wonderful outlook for the year, you know, because our God is great, our God is awesome, our God is big, our God is good, our God loves us, so there's no reason we shouldn't, you know, be confident of better things, praise the Lord. Besides, the Bible says noun is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Okay, And we said that the things that are going to happen this year will happen for several reasons, not because of a numerical figure, not because it's four, not because it's 20, not because it's 24, but because of what some of the things we said is due season. So we saw in scriptures that some person's due season is going to come this year and if that person is there shout a big amen yes and that person must not grow weary in well-doing because if the person grows weary you start again praise the lord so tell your neighbor don't faint hallelujah you push harder amen Uh, god is watching he's counting it and you're almost there tell somebody you're almost there yes hold on hold on the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God will be shown in your life. And we also said that he's going to do some things, you know, just because he is sovereign. He's going to intervene in his world to teach the living. say that the living may know that the most high rules in the affairs of men. We took that from Daniel 4.16 when God had to hold on, you know, restrain Nebuchadnezzar and put him in a zoo. And the citizens that thought he was God had to visit the zoo to look at their king. So they knew that this man is not God. So everybody in the kingdom knew that there was God who was not Nebuchadnezzar. Praise God. So God will do things because he is sovereign, because he's the almighty. Amen. And we say the last one, you know, for us, there are so many other reasons, is that God is going to do things or we're going to experience better things, glorious things, wonderful things simply because we are cooperating with God better. And the way you really understand this is, um, you know, I I feel for the children growing up now, but when we were growing up and um, it wasn't so good, but we did that, we used to do car races, okay? So we didn't buy the cars, we didn't buy fuel, we didn't buy tire, we didn't buy anything, but we get into the cars our parents bought and we start racing. And those days, some of us who have a car that is a 1.8 litre, 2.0 litre engine, and then someone with a 1.3 litre Volkswagen Beetles will beat you in the race. Now, what was the difference? Some of us had the cars, but didn't know how to maximize it. Some had smaller engine cars, but knew how to maximize it. Knowledge helps you to enjoy whatever it is better. Praise the Lord. The more you know about anything, the better the benefits, the more the benefits, the better enjoyment you derive from it. So we are going to enjoy God this year in the name of Jesus because we are going to know him better. Is that clear? We are going to know him better. And knowing him better means we will cooperate with him better. You know, if if you watch a, a couple of those movies, you will see how a man can be, you know, trapped somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And um, the the man is able to use uh, some raw instruments to make fire, make this, do this, do that. What has happened is that he has been trained to use what is available to him in different environments to still achieve a purpose, okay? So this year... We want to go on. The Bible actually encourages us. Say, let us go on. Hosea three, please. It says, let us know. It says, let us pursue the knowledge of God. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. It says, let us do what? Let us know. Tell yourself, I will know the Lord. In this year, 2024, I will know the Lord and how is it going to happen he says i will pursue the knowledge of the lord say i will pursue the knowledge of the lord you know the bible speaking to us i think james or timothy say oh man of god flee these things but it says pursue so there are things the bible enjoins us to pursue and pursue is not just wish it's not desire it's not um i like it to oh. no no that's not pursue pursue means You roll up your sleeves you know you pull up your trousers and you do what you run after it say i will pursue the knowledge of god in this year 2024 and you will be blessed i assure you that in the name of jesus so that's what we want to continue and another thing we established last um sunday we had a statement i said you should please write it down that we'll keep referring to it as we go on until you know the lord releases us we said we start by believing how many of us remember that we'll believe and then what's the next thing we do we know and then when we know what happens we we'll be okay yes that's it but this application now you believe you know and when you know automatically the more you know something and understand it the more you will love once that thing is good am i right So, believing God is where we start from. Then we continue to know him, which will never finish believing and knowing. None of them ends. But as that progresses, we get to where we now love him. The song says, if we know him better, we will do what? We will love him better. Now, when you love God better, do you know what happens? Does anybody know what happens when you get to love God? When you truly get to love God, which is what we are commanded to do and we know that god is love so the commandment of god is not punishment the commandment of god is ice cream how many like ice cream here now and i want you to do something for me this year anywhere you see here the commandment of god think they're giving me ice cream you know why god loves you praise god he loves you anyway so loving god Brings you into something, and that's why he says you shall love the Lord. He said you must love me. You know it will sound somehow if I appeared here. I know you love me, and I love you. But I said to you, you must love me. I say, brothers and sisters, you must love me with all your heart, with all your mind. You're going to look at me and say, "Who does he think he is?" Am I right? Where is he coming from? What, do you understand? So, I mean, think about how it sounds. You must love me. You shall love the Lord thy God. Ah, ah Now, by force, but do you know why God is saying we sh- must love him? You know, he's God, okay? He said to us, if I were hungry, I would not even tell you. He says, all the beasts of the earth are mine. Everything is mine. I don't spend silver. I don't spend gold. I just speak whatever I want. I have it. And I don't have any need." So why is he saying that we should love him? It's for our benefit. Now, when you love God, what happens is that you enjoy God. And when a man, a woman, a person gets to where he enjoys God, the devil is finished. Because the person gets to the point where, you know, like the song that says, no food on my table, joy. No money in my pocket, joy. Paul the Apostle, when he wrote to us in the book of Philippians and said to us, Rejoice, and again I say, Rejoice. Do you know where he was? He was in the Philippian jail. His feet were bound in stocks. Praise God. He was in captivity and he could say, Rejoice. How does that happen? How do you add up such a situation? Because he had come to love the Lord. And because putting him in jail did not separate him from God, he was having a fulfillment, even though he was in jail, that nothing could stop. Now, the reason oftentimes you and I are depressed, we are cast down, you know, we are de- you know all kinds of things, is because the sources of our enjoyment are still variable. When you get to the place where you love God the way he wants you to, you know God is our maker. Praise God. Now, I still use the vehicles to, to illustrate this. Some of us here, especially, no, no, I can't even separate the ladies anymore because today's generation of men. Some of us here, we drive our cars. Once the car starts and moves, what do we do? We move the car. If you notice, anytime time you change the oil of your car, it's as though the car is smiling at you. When you start the car, the sound will be smiling. Yes. When you've not changed your yeah, 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 What's wrong with you? Change me. Oh, sorry. That's what you'll be hearing. Now, <laughs> yes, when you get to where you are enjoying God, you see, there's nothing the devil can take away that will affect your joy. Do you understand? No, he can't because you are enjoying what you have. Okay, you're enjoying what you have. You are okay with it. A a drug addict does not mind how he or she looks. What the drug addict wants is what? Give him his fix or give her her fix. And she's okay. It doesn't matter whether she's naked. It doesn't matter what, why? Because that is what he or she wants. The same thing for the Christian. When you get to the point where you enjoy God, Where you love God, you begin to enjoy Him, and then you will hold on to Him. You will, you know, embrace Him above all else. Now, the beautiful thing about it is this. When you have God, you know what? You have all things. Okay, so it's not as if we're saying that for clarity, but you cannot really have God and not have anything. Because God is everything. And everything is His praise god so when you enjoy god like that now what happens is this to serve him to worship him to obey him becomes a delight that is why the psalmist could say i was glad when they said to me what let us go to the house of the lord you see at this point is when you hear we are going to fast for 50 days and you say hallelujah Real hallelujah. Some people didn't find that joke funny. It's a joke, but you never know. <laughs> hallelujah. You know? So you enjoy to serve him. Anything to, you know, for him to serve him. You just enjoy it. It doesn't cost you anything. You get into what the Bible tells us about Jacob. It said Jacob served 14 years for Rachel, and it seemed as what? Nothing to him. Tell yourself, the reason I struggle with serving God is because my love level is low, so I'm not enjoying it. Praise the Lord. Yes, if you take it up, you will find that there is nothing to it. Do you know there are churches that still do evening service on Sunday? As they come in the morning, and morning service is not two hours. They do about four and then they come back by six into this world. Praise God. Now, when you now enjoy him and worship him and serve him like that and obey him, what is the end point? You're blessed. Blessed beyond measure. How many want to be blessed? So believe, know, love, enjoy, obey, serve, worship all of them in the same thing. Then you're blessed. Praise God. So that's what we said last Sunday. And this Sunday, we want to take um, a look further at knowing the Lord. Knowing Him. Last Sunday, what did we learn about God? What did we know about God? Something that we added. We saw the two dimensions of God. We saw that there's the goodness of God and there's the severity of God. Praise the Lord. The goodness of God, Romans eleven twenty-two. And the severity of God. So that is what we have learned. Today we want to learn something else. I want you to come with me in your Bibles to Matthew 22, verse 29. Let's read together. Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing what? Nor the power of God. Now, the background to this was that the uh, Sadducees, who did not believe in the resurrection, came and, you know, conducted a scenario, a woman married one man, and the man died, she married the younger one, that one died, she married, and then all of them died. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Okay? So the Lord Jesus gave them this answer. But the answer he gave them was not just for that scenario. It is applicable to all mistakes. Let's go back to our text. Yes, thank you. Any time I do not have the accurate understanding of scriptures, nor the accurate estimation of God's power, I will make a mistake. Praise God. The mistakes I've made in my life, the mistakes you have made in your life, are traceable to one thing: the lack or insufficient knowledge of the scriptures or the power of God. Some of us today now should have been billionaires. At some point in your life, you know, God told you you were in church or you were somewhere and God moved you. Maybe not even in church. A business came up and God moved you. Invest in this business. Use your naira and buy dollar. Some of us, when dollar was 300, you were told to buy it. But you loved the thousands of naira. When you look in your account, you see 5 million naira. When you buy dollar, it will become 4,000. So I won't buy. Every day the thing is going up. Now you're crying. You can't even buy it. naira. can't even buy it now. You did not know. Do you understand what I'm saying? But, you know, something comes up. They give you an instruction. You don't obey. Then you keep looking back with regrets. You will not regret this year. We will not regret this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, he said, you are mistaken not knowing. The scriptures, not the power of God. And we don't want to continue mistaken. Can we look at that passage in uh, the Living Bible or message or both just before we leave there and we move on? I'm trying to get a foundation for what I believe God is saying to us. Okay, let's read it. Jesus answered, you're off base on two counts. You don't know your, and you don't know how God, so you will know your Bibles this year, Amen. And you'll know how God works. Amen? For those who went in church last Sunday, I believe you must have listened to the message. If you know your Bible, you will know the way, you know, these things work. Like, see, using marriage as an, as an example. I'm telling you the truth. Marriage should be very sweet. I mean, there are exceptional cases where, you know, the Bible said um, some angels came and went into the women angels falling angels right so there might be exceptional cases where one of the spouses may be one of those people that are from outer space praise god i'm learning by experience now before you say no everybody no but there are cases you hear you know that this person encountered somebody from another planet are you with me in which case you surrender and you know just withdraw but in most cases eh, if you take the bible as a woman you see that your husband no matter how strong headed he is, there is a way you will submit to him. He'll become like keypad in your hand. If you type A, you'll see A. If you type B, you'll see B. Praise God. By the scriptures. The same way the man, you see that your wife? No matter how she is, there is a way you can love her and nurture her. Praise God. That woman, ah, we'll even fight our world for you. Praise God. Not you fighting <laughs> by applying the scriptures, okay? So you need to know your Bibles. What does the Bible say you should do? What does the word of God say I should do in this situation? If you know it and do it, you will get results. The word works. Praise the Lord. The word what? Works. Some of us are masters of anxiety. The Bible says, do not be anxious. Yes, sir. So what should I do? He say but in everything by what? Simple. So when anxiety comes, the thing about it is that, you know, I think mom, she told us, I say, if you can worry, you can pray. They are both almost the same activity because you're focusing on the same thing. The only difference is that in worry, you're multiplying the problem. In prayer, you're taking it to the one who can solve it. So this year has begun. Some people are already this year worrying about things. You can pray about that very thing you're worrying about. Praise God. So you don't need to. Know your Bibles. You know how to do it. Okay, let's look at the Living Bible before we move. Just laying foundation. Okay, this is what it says. Let's read together. Your error is caused by your ignorance of the scriptures and of what? God's power. Those two things. Say to yourself, those two things. I want to lay hold of them this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, we're going somewhere. So, God's power. It's one of the first and basic you know most important things we learn about god in fact everybody you know everybody if you're a christian you know just you know god is powerful am i right everybody knows that and the truth is this as much as we think we know that god is powerful we don't even know how powerful he is that's why the bible says talking about god that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or what imagine that's how big his power is bigger than i can think bigger than you can think bigger than you can imagine so can i say god is more powerful than my highest estimation and that's the truth god is bigger you know and that's the foundation of where we're going but let's continue to take it one after the other god is so big and everyone coming, you know, believes God, that God can do this, God can do this, God can do this. And the Bible tells us in different ways. But look at this way now. Genesis 1 verse 1. You may never have thought of it as in connection to gospel, but you'll, you'll see this morning now. The Bible says, in the beginning. When? When? In when? The beginning. That beginning we've learned here is not the beginning of God. It was when God begat. You know, when they're playing a match and they say the match began by 4.30. Praise God. The players were not born by 4.30. The field was not built by 4.30. 4.30 was when the match began. So in the beginning, when he put everything together, God did what? Created the heavens and the earth. But the point I want us to take from here this morning regarding God's power is it. Everything on earth everything in the heavens you know angels or demons all of them god created them praise the lord i need you to think about that hallelujah now if god created them who is superior to the other god is superior right can they outsweet god hallelujah thank you in revelation 1 8 the bible also speaking in the same manner it says i am the alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. Who is and who was and who is to come? The what? Almighty. If God, or rather, since God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Okay? Now we look at our nation, Nigeria. Now we had a president that just left now. Okay? I think somebody wrote that, um, who was it he said he boarded a flight with? I think it was the former governor of Kaduna. And he was just looking at how helpless the man looked. You know, how empty the man looked. Now, what has happened is this. He was in power. But what has happened? He is out of power. All the laws he made can be reversed. All the streets he named can be changed. Now, God is saying, as for me, when I say it, I am there to also make sure he remains When it's all done, I'm there to make sure it ends exactly how I like. Are you with me this morning? What this means for somebody listening to me is this. That thing you are afraid of, that fear is unfounded. Before it came, you're sick in the body. Before the sickness came, God was for you, right? And the sickness came. A virus was discovered. An infirmity, you know, they ran a test. God is saying, before it came, I am. Now, I am God, I'm telling you, I will also finish it. You should not dash the right of Omega to something that was not there in the beginning. (laughs) Is somebody hearing me? Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, I'm the first. So, that thing has a root, it has a source. And the one who is the first is saying, fear not, I can handle it. I am the first and I'm what? What? The last means that I settle everything and then I'm the only one standing. If you and I can keep our focus on this God the way we are just taking it, easy. Before there was a problem, there is God. Yes, brother. Yes, sister. There is a problem now. God is saying that that problem will not be the last thing you know. No. Pain will not be the last thing you know. Sadness. No, it won't be the last thing. He says, I began, I will finish. And I do all things well He went on and said Who was Who is And who is to come So Not just that He leaves the space In between And runs away No In the in between He's still walking But this is what we're going to see As we continue Okay Finally it says I'm the almighty The word almighty there says All powerful I think the living bible Says it that way Can you give us the living bible please It says I'm the A to Z Beginning and the ending Of all things Says God Who is the Lord The all powerful powerful one that is our god praise the lord that is the god that is taking us into 2024 somebody say thank you jesus now pushing it further when he began to interact with men and some situations arose genesis 18 14, when god was speaking to abraham and the wife you know this man is 99 years the woman is 90 years and you're still telling me you know uh, menopause happened 40 years ago 50 years ago you're telling me i'm going to have a child you know the only thing these two people do is that they crack jokes that's all they have between them god said to them what did god say read it for me is anything too hard for the lord and this year i want you to ask yourself that question there are some things that you've looked at and you're thinking but i want you to ask yourself this early in this year is that thing too hard for the lord it's not too hard for the lord we sang during praise and worship. All things are what? All things are what? All things are what? I believe it or do you believe it? Jeremiah 32 27. God retreating this. This was to Jeremiah. He says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Again, what did he say? He said, Is there anything too hard for me? Hallelujah. So, power is never, can never be an issue with God. And the child of God must have that foundation. It's so important. Because, you see, the root of most frustrations is you don't see a way. And when you get there, you know, pressure mounts on you. You just don't know what to do. There is no way. This thing is impossible. God is saying to me, God is saying to you, God is saying to TFC, that power is never what? an issue power is never an issue okay so what is it he's saying now the scriptures is saying something to us today many of those listening to me many of us listening to me now already saying i agree you're encouraging me you're making me feel better but and that's where we're going our lord jesus christ didn't answer the sadducees you don't know the power of god he said, you don't know the scriptures, nor what. God's power is not electric current. You know, if there's electric current in a socket or in a, a wire, the wire is carrying electric current, okay? Whatever touches it, it will react, right? But the power of God is not indiscriminate. Praise God. How do I explain this? Because this is where we're going. He said, you err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So, if I know only the power of God, I can err. So, we have people who say, I have faith in God. I have faith in God. Yes, they have faith in the power of God. And because they have faith in the power of God, we can say they have faith. But, it's beyond faith in the power of God. It says, have faith in God. Not just faith in the power. You must also know the God you're having faith in. So that you know that God acts and works in diverse ways. The Bible says, he made known his ways unto Moses. But His acts to whom? The children of Israel. And you're going to see how that plays out. It's very important. Because this situation... Of just knowing about God's power. Because that's what it is. You know about but Because when you really know God. You will know him in all totality. You begin to know all sides of him. About just knowing God's power. Is what makes people get into the place of desperation. So you think this problem can only be solved. It's like, thank you Holy Spirit. It's like trying to open a door. A locked door. Just with power. You know, there is no door you can't break down with power but what opens most doors thank you so most of us our faith is the faith of break the door down but when you know the scriptures and the power of god you will come to know their keys praise god you come to know their ways holy spirit help us somebody ask the holy spirit to help him help me help us to get what he's saying to us today god said to me he said jesus our lord and savior when he was on earth could walk on water right and he could make his disciples walk on water he made peter walk on water why were they using Pastor Nath, if you can get out from your house now and just step like this and walk on air and land in tfc will you be passing through all that traffic (laughs) do you understand you could walk on water and you enter boat and then you're rowing where you can just walk like this you and the disciples say let's go all of you you just walk and cross the river people are rowing you're waving to them (laughs) that's what raw power does and that's what many of us think when we think God Why would a God that can walk on water enter boat because his power is not used indiscriminately God manifests power for a purpose God doesn't show off. God has a glory. He, he has an intention. He says, as I live, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will what? Cover the earth. So, what everything God does is to make himself known. It's not just, you know, like a magician. No, no, no. God is always intentional in the manifestation of his power. So, when I know that God is powerful and I face a situation... All I'm thinking is, God, break this situation for me. Give me a breakthrough. Give me a breakthrough. But God is saying to me at that moment, I want you to know me in this situation. I want you to know me. I want to reveal myself to you. Besides, I'm not all power. I'm wisdom. I'm love. I'm righteousness. I'm all of that. Is someone getting me? I'm going to give you instances to to help this come with me to exodus 14 we may not read the scriptures fully so because of time in exodus 14 something happened the, the children of israel had just been delivered from the egyptians so they had come out and they were before the red sea and this is what happened now verse one i read now the lord spoke to moses saying speak to the children of israel that they turn and come before pi Herod, between migdol and the sea opposite Zephon, and you shall come before it by the sea for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Okay? Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his I army, mean, and that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. 5 says, Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this that we have let Israel go? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Let me stop here. We know what happened here. Israel had just escaped, right? And Pharaoh heard that these people are trapped before the rest of Ah, Pharaoh said, what kind of mistake did we make? He said, let's go and get them back. Our laborers have gone. The economy of Egypt is destroyed. Let's go and get them back. Let's go and get them back. So Pharaoh readied all his chariots, all his men of war. Including himself, all of them to go and rearrest and you know restrain the children of Israel and bring them back into captivity. That was Pharaoh's thinking, am I right? But what was God's thinking? This is God said, <laughs> Praise God! God said, I don't know how to put this, it's so funny to me. Verse 3, okay, God said, For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, so you see, then that they are bewildered by the land the wilderness so god does something so that people will think he's not doing something i don't know how to communicate this <laughs> ah lord have mercy god said to the children of israel follow this way and they when they actually followed it looked like they were gone for because the children of israel were already saying to moses you should have let us die in egypt why did you bring us out here to kill us what's the problem you hate us like that and moses you know remember we said he had made known his ways to what moses but all the children of israel knew were power 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 so if god was all power there should be no slow motion praise god if they come out they just zoom you know escape but god said i want pharaoh I want generation of Egyptians. I think it was that that was teaching us here. That said that God did what he did. So that no Pharaoh, nobody will rise up in Egypt anytime to say they want to attack the children of Israel. Do you understand? Because they would know that these people, the last time we tried to attack them, the whole army from beginning to end were drowned. These are people that God fight for. There are some situations in your life That you want God Or you wish God had solved 10 years ago But God is doing something That when it is ultimately done ah, People will write about you People will sit people down And tell them your story You know why? Because God is trying not just to make power manifest He's making his name glorious Are you getting it now? You see, if you understand this, you begin to get into what the fathers of faith knew. Because the way the Lord was explaining this to me, he said, People like Joseph that we know, a Joseph that had knowledge of how powerful God was, just that, when they sold him to slavery, do you think Joseph was singing, you know, bye bye to his brothers? so long so long what do you think he was doing he was crying he was praying he was saying no i don't understand is this a joke lord save me lord deliver me and they were taking him from his people when he got to Potiphar's house you know got to the slave market he said this must be a joke god now i decree and declare they are going to set me free now and put me on a plane and take me back to my people in the name of jesus and he finished And then Potiphar came, he said, Yes, he has come to take me back home. Potiphar buys him and takes him. He says, Yes, I said it. God is all powerful. God is all powerful. I said it, he's taking me back home. But Potiphar didn't take him back to Jacob. He took him to Potiphar's house, pushed him into one place. See, people teach him how to scrub floor. Joseph must have said this is a big joke. God of Israel, God of my father Abraham, God of Isaac. What is going on here? He must have declared and decreed. Are you following me? Isn't that all-powerful God? Couldn't he have done it? Was Joseph expecting? He was. But it didn't happen. And it wasn't for three months. The joke went too far. He settled in. Started competing for best houseboy in Potiphar's house. And started winning. He took the title and defended it every year. He kept defending it. Until they promoted him to be chief houseboy. At that point was Joseph still praying for deliverance. Can I tell you something? If you know only God's power. And keep hearing about only God's power. Without the knowledge of God himself. You will get desperate. Joseph never got desperate. You know why he didn't get desperate? You know what desperation is? Desperation is I want out by all means. Desperation means, I want the end by whatever means. Joseph never got desperate. If he did get desperate, when he was the manager of Potiphar's house, he could have arranged an escape. Arrange some wagons, get us some horses, let's go and buy this thing somewhere. And then he'll get to a point, tell them, wait here, I'm coming, and he'll run to Canaan. i follow in the story. When Potiphar's wife made appeal to him, he would have said, okay, this is a good way to begin to, you know, consolidate my gaze in this house before He was never desperate. But did Joseph believe in God's power? What was happening then? He knew the scriptures by the spirit. He just knew. You know, he made a statement to the brothers. He said, it's okay, you know, I, I forgive you. He said, you intended this for evil. But what? What was he saying there? There's a little thing he's saying there, very important. He was trying to talk about the intentions of God. Some of us, we believe in the power of God, but we don't believe in God's good intent for us. I need somebody this morning to tell God, Lord, I thank you for your intentions towards me. They are good. The psalmist said, Your thoughts towards me are good. How great is the sum of them! Wait, you see many christians don't believe that's why we go to everywhere that's why most christians hear that a native doctor can make that illness go they go there that's why there is this argument about some man and whether it was real or not who told you that satan doesn't perform wonders praise god maybe i just get beyond you know god is all powerful but do you know god delegates and allows power do you know that so god you know all power belongs to him just like praise god okay um gg you have a company people are working for you everything that doesn't belong to you who drives the vehicle for the bakery is it you who owns it who uses it owner and use is not the same god owns all power use different people are using do you understand different people are using so that somebody does something does not mean he's of god no, it doesn't mean he's of God. Ah, uh, when you go there, you know, uh, they even told me my problem. They told me. So, God, no, no. There's a spiritual world, okay? And things happen there. God did not keep up our power. No, people operate just like in Nigeria now. There are local governments where bandits are collecting tax. Are they the commander-in-chief in of Nigeria? But it's happening in Nigeria. You know, Nobody in the father's church will experience kidnapping. But but when people are kidnapped, police say to them, don't annoy them. (laughs) In your country, somebody is committing crime. They say cooperate with him. Is it proper? But that's not even the angle. But that's just to help us. God has all power. But people use those powers most illegally. A time is going to come when he's going to bring everything to judgment but at the season and time where we are now people do all kinds of things people get judgment and not justice you go to court for justice you, they give you judgment at the end of the day justice will still be done but for now that's what it is and our Lord Jesus Christ said, permit it to be so allow it time is coming okay so God owns the whole earth but a man is sitting over a country now, some nation, North Korea now, uh, um, uh, Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro is still alive, right? Or has he died? The man has refused. He has finally died. Each time I thought of him as an old figure that was dead, I would realize he's not dead. So I just thought he wouldn't die. You know, Fidel Castro, they banned Bibles in Cuba. The man in North Korea is worshipped as God. In a country God made, people sit there and say there is no God. And God is just looking at them. You know why? His Alpha and His Omega. A time will come, the Bible says, Every knee shall bow. The knee of Fidel Castro, the knee of King Il, the knee of all of them are going to bow and say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That time is going to come. But for now, all kinds of manifestations are there. Praise God. That's what you must understand. Okay? Now, but there is something God says, He never lends it. He never gives it to anybody. If you touch that one, you have love for quarrel. It's his glory. He said, "My glory." Ah, no, nobody can touch that. He doesn't share. It. So Joseph, knowing that God's intentions towards me are good, yet knowing God's power, he was getting a balance. Lord, I want to be here today. I want. To, sorry, I want to be out of here today. Praying. Fasting, doing everything he could. Nothing happened. Do you know David, sorry, Joseph never got frustrated. What's my proof? You know, he didn't get frustrated. Why did he get frustrated? Should I prove it to you? Because he never ceased bearing the fruit of the Spirit. You see, what happens in our lives is we face challenges, we face difficulties, maybe delaying something you know there's a job or healing or or money or marriage or child whatever it is after some time you know just uh, everything body goes just the pain you you know everything just hurts you know frustration discouragement and what that happens is this once you get into that place doubt begins to creep in this thing does god love me will he do it and all of that once that doubt comes in The devil is looking to get in. When he comes in through that door of doubt, what does he do? He turns you from waiting on God. You know, the Bible says, those who wait on God, why should I wait on somebody who has all power? Have you thought about that? If he has all power and that's all, why should I wait on him? Your internet, about 10, 15 years ago, internet in Nigeria, when you enter a website... You go and bath. Am I right? When you come out, you see the thing turning. He says it's coming. He it has passed uh, Portugal. He's approaching the coast of. <laughs> right? But now, once you enter, the speed is right. That's what speed does. So, have you ever wondered why should I, if God has all power, why doesn't everything happen immediately? It's because all power is not all that there is to God. Praise God. So Joseph held on, believing God was all-powerful, but waiting on him. Why? Because if he didn't, the devil would come in. And if the devil had had 1% suggestion in Joseph's head, he would never have reached his target. And that's what you're learning this morning. Praise God, somebody. I said that's what you're learning this morning. That the God of all power is the God who works with a plan. Let me say works with a plan god walks with a plan god walks with a plan concerning my life god is not just out to get me to a destination he wants to get me to that destination in a particular way he wants to get me to that destination in a particular form he wants me to get to that destination showing off some things to particular people he was not about israel escaping you know from egypt just like that he wanted to show if not for the act of god in drowning the armies of israel in the red sea Rahab the harlot would not have said all of us are shaking the events that happened in egypt the people outside didn't know but when the one at the red sea happened all the nations across the sea they knew they said come and see they were even watching it say what's going on they say some people are crossing some people are being drowned. What's going on? Some people are crossing. Look at you, the water stopped. All that story. For God to get it to be like that, He needed to act in a particular way. This morning, sister, God said to tell you, I'm going somewhere in your life. Allow me to do it my way. But He said, Allow me to. God, you must settle. Because, you know, I just said, Holy Spirit, you have to help me to preach this because I, I don't know how to communicate it. How can I tell you somebody has all power? Then I also tell you he's not doing it now. But that's what he's saying to you. Praise God. He has all the power. He could just say, God is not just power. God is God. God is God. And how does this meditation begin? You know, I was just worshiping the Lord. And when I prayed that in the beginning, I just say, God, you have no rival. You have no equal, you have no mate. you have no contemporary. You know, sometimes you think there's a fight between the devil and God. No, there's no fight between the devil and God. The fight is between, you know, the knowledge of God and not the knowledge of God. That's all ignorance and knowledge. The devil knows there's God. He knows his judgment is coming. He knows what is waiting for him. All he's trying to do is to block you and I from knowing this true God. He already knows God. And how does he try to do that? He shields us from those things that God is taking us through to bring us to the accurate knowledge of God. Let me take you through something again. Maybe this will help us. The temptations of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 4. Okay? When you hear the devil is fighting or tempting Jesus, what do you think? He said the devil is, you know, tempting Pastor Ekena. The devil is tempting. What do you immediately think? What comes to our mind? The devil is keeping my... Range Rover from coming, right? Help me now. What's coming to your mind? Ah, the devil is really tempting that man or tempting that brother. Immediately we think that the devil is using power to keep something, isn't it? Okay, so let's look at the sample temptation in the Bible. So when the devil came to tempt Jesus, what did he keep from him? Do you know the devil didn't try any power? He knows power belongs to God. You see, that devil is doing power, power, power. Eh? It's like where yellow fever is harassing somebody. And the person called GOC, 81 div. I'm at the junction, they stop me. What would the yellow fever do? Okay, this is the wave, turn like this. The devil is doing what he's doing in power area where there is ignorance. That's why the Bible says those who know their God, what would they do? they'll be stronger and carry out greater the devil didn't tempt jesus in power you know what he tempted him he tempted him in aborting the purposes of god what was the first one you are hungry commander these stones what so he knew jesus could command praise god many times you think the challenge in your life is a test of power no it's not a test of power is a test of process, a test of purpose, a test of God's agenda, a test of God's timing. Are you getting me? Now, follow me, please. My time is gone, but just be patient with me. He said, you're hungry. that these stones become bread. What is that? Jesus said, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right? But do you know the beautiful thing about that? In the same three years of Jesus' ministry, At a stage, he actually made, unquote, stones to become bread. He fed 5,000, not counting women and children, in the middle of a field with no bakery. What does that say to me? Any area that you're thinking God's power is being restricted, if you hold on, you will see exceedingly, abundantly, above, all that you can imagine. Isn't that so? One man... Eating by miracle, and five thousand, not counting women and children, eating by miracle. That's what it the second temptation was if you fall down, jump from this pinnacle, they will catch you. Isn't that what he said to him? Jesus said, No, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Which one is easier? I'm falling down, you catch me. Then Jesus says, I lay my life down. So Jesus actually laid his life down and died. I, is somebody getting where I'm going? And died when it was time. Let me say, when it was time. When it was time, he laid his life down. And then what happened? He was raised from the dead. So, everything, somebody's listening to me. Whatever area the enemy is taunting you, just need to hold on on his good intention. And you'll see a far heavier weight of glory manifested. He wasn't caught. He was resurrected. Look at the two levels. Falling, I catch you. Say hallelujah, hallelujah. That's where some people stop. But God said, no. I won't just fall. Jesus will die. Will be buried. Will be left on the third day I raise him. What's the third one? He said, if you bow down and worship me, right? All the kingdoms of this world I'm going to give to you. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus said, you shall worship only the Lord your God and Him only you shall serve. What happened in Matthew 28:17? Read it for me. The same Jesus. The same. What did he say? Now 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them what all authority. The devil showed him the kingdoms of the earth and said, If you bow, I'll give it to you. What did Jesus receive here now? Not just earth but heaven and the Bible says wherefore he has been given the name that is above every other name that at the name of Jesus so the three areas he was tempted in he looked like a Jew man at that point but we see glory now child of God when you know his power add his agenda there is an agenda of God for every life everyone listening to me here If you're too concerned about your agenda, you will miss God. And that's what religion teaches you. Religion is about your agenda. So you come to God just for you. Listen, I don't know if you think. I think. I was born in 1969. Sometimes I wonder, what was God thinking about me in 1965? Do you get what I'm saying? I was born in 1960. So at the independence of Nigeria, 1960, what was God thinking about me? So I come into the scene now, then everything I'm telling God is about me. Habba, there is a plan. Say to yourself, there is a plan. In that family where you are, there is a plan. In that home where you are, there is a plan. The infirmity you're feeling now, there is a plan about if you will submit it to God and trust in his power and his agenda. That's the key. The scriptures and the power. Not just the power. The power is the one that they tell you every day. You know, I listen to some people. I said, no, this cannot be all there is now. I remember as a very young Christian, I went to church one day, you know, and um, I've, I've told this story before, but I tell it again for someone here. My wife was going to the British embassy for a visa. I think it was the next week or two weeks time, something like that. And I just, you know, I heard the preacher preach, I preach. And we had about half a million then, you know, fixed somewhere, investment. And that was the statement she was supposed to take to the embassy. And I was just moved because I felt that if I just sold this five, half, half a million now, even before she goes to the embassy, it might become one million or two million. I sold the half a million. <laughs> five thousand income. Fifty didn't come. Hundred thousand didn't come. Even the $500,000 did not come back. I didn't see the $1 million. She went for the visa. They bounced her. And they told her the reason. There is no money. They wanted to separate my wife and I. Imagine they bounced you because your husband did a crime. It didn't happen like that. But do you know what? Am I telling you now that I regret it? No. Because over time, God has paid me not just Naira. He has shown me himself He has shown me his provision. He has shown me his direction. He has shown me his faithfulness. And he has blessed, giving me the Naira when I needed it most. Is somebody getting me? He said, I just need us to know not just power. Because you see, that money doubling God. That shout and God will just do it for you. That God is an idol. Which means you're superior to him. It's your plan he carries out the god that should be worshipped is the god who has a plan and you come and submit to his plan listen he's the god you kneel down before not the god you summon and call you know i don't have time my time is good but there are some things we read you know scriptures our lord jesus christ thank god is the one who said it he said the scriptures cannot be broken people have used this bible to justify everything that's why you must know the balance of the scriptures because we're told now you know whatever it is ask and command and receive it yes he said so but he also said whatever you ask the father in my name in my name in jesus name is not the sound of jesus it is the agenda of jesus whatever you ask the father according to the purposes and plans and what jesus came for he will answer you then john told us again this is the confidence that we have in him that whatever we ask what according to what i can't hear you according to what i can't hear you according to what according to his will he said we know he hears us why because the god who is all-powerful will not drop his will to pick your will the earlier you get that the easier life will be for you if you allowed me do you know where i will be if you allowed me do you know what i'll be doing thank god god doesn't allow me (laughs) is somebody getting what i'm saying so we can live a life where or or rather have that relationship with god where we just draw on god power thank you holy spirit this comes to prayer you know when many people christians think prayer they think it's just get something from god get something from god yes if that god is a refrigerator that you just go to bring food out from but god is not that god is the owner of your life praise god so god looks at joseph and joseph wants to get back home safely he wants to get back home quickly he wants to get back home asap but god said to joseph in my plan you're not going back it's actually your bones you know it's it's, it's joseph's bones that went but at a time joseph didn't want to go to do you know that he didn't want to go again now It was his family that came. So, can you tell yourself, I'm asking for something too small? What is distressing you if you knew the thoughts of God? When Joseph became a power in Egypt, did he say, let me go, let me go? He settled there and was chopping life. The only journey that was made was his own family coming to join him. And when they joined him, they still didn't relocate. He just told them, when I die take my bones back to Canaan. tell God answer my prayer the way you want to don't mind this thing I'm saying just answer me according to your will because your will is good for me your will is better for me your plan is better for me praise God let nobody come and move you and, and tell you that you need to increase the size of dynamite you're using to break through something you don't want to break out of God's will there's a plan is somebody getting what I'm saying Please. There's a plan. It's not about quantity. It's not about speed. They say this thing moves this fast. This thing moves this heavy. Is this heavy. No, it's beyond that. There's an intent. There's somewhere they're going. The people in heaven are going somewhere. Let me round up with this account. Daniel chapter 3, 16. In Daniel chapter 3, we are told about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? And these boys had been faithful to God. They had just done marvelously and excellently. So, the beginning of Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar sets up the image and says, everyone must worship me. Now, these boys refuse to do that. And they were reported. And in verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar came and said to them, he was so angry, he was mad, the Bible says he was enraged. And said to them, is it true, Shedrach, verse 14, Shedrach, Meshach, that you do not serve my gods or do not worship the gold image which I've set up? Now, and if you're ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn field, harp, la, salt tree in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Can you see what is happening here? Do you know what was happening here? God wanted to show them who is that God. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were good participants with God. They said to the king, "O oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, We have what? We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, if that is what you have decided, our God, whom we serve, is what? Abel. I want you to know that faith knows the power of God. But faith submits to the will of God. Are you with me? A faith that claims to draw God's power but does not submit to God's will will be frustrated. And many are frustrated. That's why somebody will know God, will serve God, will love God, and you're jumping from one place to the other. The same Bible, the same penicillin, or the same uh, panadol. You're jumping from one place. Because you don't have faith. You're unstable. You cannot receive anything from the Lord. The man that believes in the power of God... We'll also know that this God that has this power has a will. There's something he's doing. So daily, he's keen deeper, deeper, deeper into the program of God, into the agenda of God, understanding it, and he's soothing his heart. He's calming his heart. He's settling his heart. Until that hour comes. So what happened? They said, God, whom we serve, is what? Able. We said that, he's able to deliver us from the burning fire and he will what why did they say that because they know god is good he doesn't deny that but look at 18 18 they put that provision but if not what are they saying they're saying at the end of the day he is god we are not god he is god i am not god so i decree it but he's the one who answer it Prayer is communication to God. If I come out here and shout at a million decibels and your ears pierce, it does not mean something has happened. Something happens when the God who answers prayers responds. And you don't need to shout for that to happen. Sometimes we shout. Are you with me? So they say, but if not, he said, let it be known. Why? That we will not, we do not serve, we will not worship. Brothers and sisters, let's rise on our faith. We're going to pray. Because this year, you're going to be established in that confidence that you know whom you have believed. You see, what these men or boys were declaring here is this We are not testing God, we believe God, and we are waiting on God. I want somebody to say, I will wait on this God that I believe. I will wait on him. I will wait on him. That's what he said. I will wait on him. I will wait on him. I will wait on him. God is bigger than his power. <laughs> yes. His wisdom. You know, is there. The Bible says, Romans 11, You may put it on the screen for us. This is how the scriptures would. It said, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, so when I think about my life, Oh, how I would have wished this didn't happen. Or this happened the other way. But when I think of the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. The Bible says, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. It makes me to surrender. This morning, I want somebody to go to the Lord and tell him, I trust in your power. I also trust in your love. And I surrender to your agenda. I trust in your power. I trust in your love. And I surrender to your agenda. You are not just power. You are wisdom. You are righteousness. You are faithfulness. You are all of that. I surrender to you. Hand over everything. Some of us, there are issues that are so heavy. This morning, God is saying to you, I am the Lord. I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord that makes the way. I am deliverer. I am provider. I'm protector. I'm game changer. I am everything. Let me do it in my time, in my way, because I'm wiser than you. I'm the one who engaged you. You didn't engage me. I'm the one who drew out their their complete plan. Allow me to play it out and cooperate with me. Help me, Lord. This is our prayer. Lord, help me. Because every one of us here loves the finish of Joseph. We love the finish of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These people prove to us that God must not always submit to us. How we wish every time we command god will run to answer oh how we wish but he wouldn't be god if he did that but he is god and he loves us and his plans his thoughts towards us are thoughts of good never of evil to bring us to a future and to bring us to an expected end lord help me i want you to pray that prayer lord help me let me not be like the children of israel that just knew your acts lord i want to know your ways i want to understand when you say sit down i want to understand when you say come down i want to understand when you say rest i want want to understand when you say okay go forward i want to understand the plot you're plotting he said to moses god actually said to moses i will make pharaoh think this way Lord, I open my ears to have conversations with you. This is what prayer is. Prayer is you get into prayer and God will have conversations. He will tell you, this is what I'm planning for your generation. This is what I'm planning for your family. This is what I'm planning for your nation. Don't worry about what you're seeing. I have a plan. I'm working out something. Tell the Lord, I surrender. Tell the Lord, I surrender. Tell the Lord, I'm not kicking against you now. I am surrendering to you. I present myself for cooperation I will not allow myself to be dissuaded Or to be confused I will not be blown about by every wind of doctrine I will not be double minded You are good and you do good And right now in my life I want to say thank you For I know that as I trust in you You will lead me You will lead me You will lead me You are leading me already And you will lead me Thank you oh Lord my God Thank you for you have placed your hand on me, and I want that hand, I want it there. Thank you, my father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, another prayer we're going to pray. We already said that God has all power, He shares it. God has all wisdom, you know, He shares it. Riches, beauty, you know. You see some people, you know, God just clothed everything so beautiful. You know, he does all of that. But his glory. Isaiah 42, eight, please put that on the screen for us. Let's read it. It says, I'm the Lord that is mine. And my glory, I will not give to another. Nor my praise to carved images. The prayer we're going to pray with this is this. Lord, in my life, nobody will touch your glory. <laughs> you know the implication of that? is that when my story stood everybody who hears it will say glory to god glory to god i want you to go to the lord in prayer. lord let nobody let nothing touch your glory in my life i have surrendered to you i've made my boast in you i have put my confidence in you i have put my marriage in you i put my healing in your hand i put my confidence my expectation i've told everyone that you are my lord i've made it known i've boasted about you lord in my life let nothing i refuse your word says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord as the water covers the sea lord this is what i'm praying for me for my brothers and sisters for the father's church for my wife for my children for this nation that you will be glorified That you will be glorified. I refuse. I stand with you on this. That your glory, nobody, no one will touch it. I put my trust in you. I put my confidence in you. I align with you. You are my God. (laughs) You will gain glory. God said to Moses, so I will gain glory over Pharaoh. Lord, every area, everything, they put question mark, they have mocked they've said they've gossiped they've said this that all of that lord i'm not careful to answer them i am just saying you will be glorified only you don't let another touch it in my life in my life let nothing you know those areas that are looking like shame where people are saying where is your god tell god i'm not searching for you you are enthroned in my heart let the world know let the heavens know let the earth know let everything know that you are the one i serve you are the one i boast in. my head is not down my head is raised up you are a faithful god this is my boast this is my declaration let it be said he trusted in the lord and he did it for him father we give you the praise blessed be your holy name for in jesus christ's name we have prayed and god's people said
0: wow. You're listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We're sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Baneck's Guarimba Expressway, near Next Cash and Abuja. For telephone 09-290- 9000 or 0703 404. You can find us online at www that the god bless you